So everyone again, welcome, welcome. This is Saturday, February 20th, 2021. Before we get started with my guest for today, the last one for today, um, I let you know if you guys want to be a sponsor, if you want um, advertisement, please get in touch with me. You can do it by phone, 313-949-5768. You can go through my Facebook um, inbox, which is Sunshine Camila, K-A-M-E-L-A. Um, you can go through the YouTube channel, which again is um, Keeping It Real, Conversations with Sunshine. Please like, share, and subscribe. Um, and you can go through the radio, which is GrooveRadioDetroit.com. Um, also, I let you know, I believe in the six degrees of separation, and it has been proven over and over again since I've started this show. You are one person away, one advice away, one help away from where you want to be or where you need to be. And then I let you know how I know the person I'm talking to. So for all those in my family, my real blood family, please like and share this interview. And I'm not even going to say interview. I take that back. This is the conversation. So for those who do not know, this is my cousin who is like my sister, my older sister. Um, she was basically in some some sort like raised with me because after a while, um, when she was in Detroit before she moved um, to California, she was at my house all the time. Everywhere we went, Anaya? I mean, they actually thought that was my sister. That's how much she was with us. So, and it has, um, she was my first pen pal. I don't even know if people still do that, but, uh, <laughs> she was my first pen pal. Um, any situation that I have ever dealt with, I have actually told her about it. There's nothing, no secret that I have ever kept from her. Um, she keeps me grounded. She's someone that I look up to. Like I said, her um, oldest daughter is my goddaughter. Um, I actually had a part in um, naming her a little bit. And um, she's everything to me. She is a strong, um, strong woman. Not just because she's black. Not just because she's a part of the Johnson clan. But she's a great mother, a great daughter great niece and to me my great sister so today i have on my cousin my sister trinita jackson Woo, hey girl how you doing hi everybody <laughs> i'm good i'm good so i said a little bit she um she's currently in california um and i have so many um so many things I have memories and you know things that I can say about her but we're gonna go from I don't even know where I want to begin with you <laughs> um from the time I moved <laughs> right 
I'm like, okay, so let's go with you are now a proud mother of how many? Four children. I have four kids. Um, Jasmine, who is my oldest, she is 25. Uh, she lives out of the house now. She's on her own. But I have three at home. Jason, he's almost 15 in August. And he's in eighth grade, almost ninth grade. No, 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 no. I'm tripping. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's in ninth grade right now. <laughs> and then I have Jalen, who is in eighth grade. He's 13. And then my baby girl, Janiya, she's Which 12. She, my, my twin, they say. Um, she's in sixth grade and she's uh, 12. Those are my four children. So Nita is, um, was, or is um, the only child. Yes. And um, she has a business. And we're going to go there. Um, that she she works at a um, school right now. And then she has, um, she's starting up her own business with um, insurance. It's, I'm actually a financial consultant. It, it's a lot of different things and parts, which I can kind of explain that maybe towards the end. Just real brief, not going to a lot of detail. Um, so, but yes, yeah, a financial consultant, and I'm really excited about it because it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, but as far as me, um, like she said, we grew up together. I lived in Detroit for the first 12 years of my life. Um, my mom decided it was time she wanted us to move on. So we ended up moving to uh, California in, I think it was December 7th of 1985. So that's about 30 something years because I was 12. I'm 47 now. So there's the math for you. <laughs> and um, I'll be honest, I did not want to move, you know, from. I didn't want you to Detroit. move either. I know I was because I was, was by myself, but, you know, that's what mom wanted to do. So we did. But my dad, you know, even though I wasn't real close to my dad, but he was out here. And when we moved um, out here, um, we reunited with him and he showed us Los Angeles. He actually worked for the movie industry. Um, sadly, he's passed away now. It's been about 18 years, I think, now that my dad left. But, you know, he, he showed us some stuff out here. You know, it was got to meet some people. You know, he worked in different movies and TV shows. Um, and so, of course, I finished growing up here, went to school. Uh, I think it was junior high when I started out here, high school. And I did a little bit of college. I didn't finish, you know, but I did do that. And, um, you know, I actually love California. I mean, I love home. Don't get me wrong for all you, my family and everybody from Detroit. I love Detroit. I do. That's still my home, my heart. But, you know, hey, this is where I've been most of my life in California. And it's, 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 it's been great. So one thing that uh, she had mentioned, her father was in the um, acting movie industry and one time she came home and we went to go see was it poetic justice right poetic justice with auntie makita <laughs> so we're sitting we actually spent the night at my auntie vanessa's house 
So it was a oh, girl yes. thing. And so we were at Auntie Vanessa's house, but Auntie Makita took us. So we went to um, Auntie Vanessa's house and I don't know if the girls, I think the girls was born in. However, she didn't go to the movies. It was just me, Nita, and my auntie, Makita. So we're watching the movie and Nita screams like, oh my God, that's my daddy. So my crazy self was like, stop lying. That is not true. Because I had never seen him before. So I'm like, yeah, right. That is not your daddy. She said, I promise you that is my daddy. He in the movie. I'm like, stop lying. So I see Makita like, it sure is. You know how Auntie is. It sure yep, yep. is. So we like, I, I had to have proof. So we waited to the end to sit there and watch the credits. And sure enough, it was her father. So subway in, you know, I felt some type of way. I said, well, what if, you know, I knew that my dad, dad was not my how you say that? Not sperm donor. How you say it? You just said it. <laughs> well, he wasn't my real um, father. So I'm all like, well, what if my dad, you know, in the movies and I just didn't know it. So, you know, I had all these questions and, you know, my auntie was like, it's not my place. That's how my family is. That's not my place to tell you, you know, said X, Y, Z. So basically my weekend got cut short. Cause I had to go home and talk to my mama about this situation. And so, you know, I got to, um, got to hear the story of my sperm donor. And at the same time, it was, it took me into a place where, um, I appreciated my dad even, even the more because my father, my dad, stepped up and took care of somebody else's responsibility since I was a baby, which ended up being like, as some of my um, cousins that are like my sisters, um, they call him uncle daddy, even though he was, yes, (laughs) even though he was their uncle, he was still daddy. And my dad was like that basically to all my cousins like that. He, um, a lot of them, you know, fathers had passed away or wasn't present and my daddy became their dad slash uncle. So um, I grew closer to her um, because of that situation. And then other things in life, like I said, we, we've always been close, always, always. Um, a lot of the things, even in the female situations where I felt either embarrassed or whatever, I couldn't talk to my mama about it or whatever the case may be. I had an older sister um, who I was able to talk to. Now, where I'm going with this is sometimes as um, children, siblings, we expect that our parents are going to live forever. We have this assumption that they're going to live forever. And they're going to be always the Superman or Wonder Woman forever. Um my auntie Lamore, which is her mother, um, used to had used to um she was in the army and uh fast forward a doctor, she's a preacher, she didn't done it all. And she was very adamant 
about education, about reading, about these are the things that I remember of my auntie. No, she's not past, but she's not in the state that we want her to be uh, physically. Um, so let's go into with Nita also being the only child, a lot of these concerns, unfortunately, fell on her because she is the only child. So let's go into um, what happened with your mom. Um, okay. Well, like she said, my mom was always a, is a strong woman. She's a Johnson. You know, she comes from who was our grandmother, Floridale Johnson. And that woman was no joke. Love her, miss her as well. Um, but my mom was a very strong woman, very independent. And, and she, she was just a great example of so many things. You know, she's done a lot in her life. Like Camila said, she was in the army. Um, she basically, she, once she just, you know, she had a, a thrift shop in mm -hmm. Detroit before we moved. Um, she was just, a, she was a single mom because like she said, I'm the only child. And um, she um, got all her degrees. She got her AA, her BA, her master's. And be right before she got sick at the age of 70, she got her doctorate. And I was with her the day that, cause she was here at my house where I'm at right now, out here in California. So um, I can't remember how, uh, I, I can't remember the exact year. Cause my, well, it's been five years cause she was 70. She had just turned 70. Then right after that, she got her doctorate. Trying to think if that was, what's this year, 2021, 16? I think it was 2017. The following, not even a whole year. Um, and, and I have to admit, my mom and I weren't always on speaking terms at times. You know, we we had our ups and downs, probably more downs than ups, but she's still my mother and I love her, you know, and I'm the only child. So who else does she have besides my children? Anyway, make a long story short. Um, I hadn't really talked much to my mother. This was around September and but I at least said, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to at least text my mother just to see how she's doing, you know, whether she responds back to me or not, whatever. But what happened, um, and it's been about four, almost four years now, but I text her and she texts me back because at the time she lived about 40 minutes from me. So she wasn't real close once she moved out of my area. And she texts me back that, um, I fell. She said, I fell on the floor and I'm having trouble getting up. So I called her. We talked. I said, mom, you know, I'm 40 minutes away. So, but anyway, I left the house with, in a heartbeat. I was gone. And she seemed okay at the time because she at least managed to open the door for me, but she had it unlocked, but she was not in a good state. And she seemed okay. And we didn't really think anything of it. Um, so she gave me a key so I could get in and I just went back to her house the next day, but I helped her up. I helped her up at that time. And, um, over a couple days of this going back and forth and 
I could tell something was wrong, but you know, that's why educating yourself about different things and signs of things is so important. I will say that. Um, but basically I ended up on the last couple of days I had called the fire department because I, at that point I had trouble getting her up. I couldn't do it. So they would help her get in the bed or whatever. And that last, before that Saturday, which I think whatever day that was, the 17th or something, the 16th, um, when I went back to check up on her, because they offered to take her to the hospital, but she like, no, I'm okay, you know. And, you know, she's her independent woman. I didn't force it, you know. I didn't know. Um, but it turned out when I went to her the next day on a Saturday, she was, part of her legs were on the side of the bed and she was kind of leaning back on the bed. And I could just tell with one side of her body because I was trying to help her get up to use her walker to go to the restroom. And her arm, hand just wouldn't grab it. And that's when I knew something ain't right. So I called, we went to uh, the nearest hospital. The ambulance came, took her to the hospital. Turns out my mother had a stroke. But what happened some several years ago though, and that's why taking care of yourself is so important as much as possible. She had actually some years ago had an episode of this condition called Bell's palsy, which is like a small version, I think, of a stroke. And um, it causes, you know, your face and, you know, drool and you could just tell. And um, it was hard because, you know, my mother was not, you know, very strong woman, independent, on, you know, on point with everything. And um, so anyway, they said she had three dark spots on her brain when they did the MRI and that those were signs that she had stroke. In fact, she had even mentioned the week before, which I wasn't in communication with her like I should have, my, my thing. Uh, but she had said she fell and hit her head the week before on her radiator, not radiator, um, air conditioner thing in the living room. But she, again, she never mentioned it even until this moment. So from that point on, basically to try to make a long story short, um, she went into the hospital, they took her to another hospital, which was Kaiser. Basically they were saying she wasn't going home. She had to go to a rehabilitation center so I had to, but I'm like, I live in Palmdale, which is 40 minutes from where she lived, which was Silmar, another city, of course. And I said, I need, if she going to be close, I need her closer to me. So they managed to find her a facility to go to that was close to my house, which is like 20 minutes or so dry, not too far. And at that point, when she first got there, they tried to do physical therapy on her because I guess that's important when you have a stroke, they try to get you moving and going within those few weeks, but she never really responded, you know? And so basically she's still in a nursing home. Um, and, and, and in the beginning, I used to like go visit her every single day because even though I worked, had my own kids, you know, but I had to do what I had to do. And so um, 
And it wasn't easy because even today, I'm out at the store today earlier, and I'm thinking, it took me a long time mentally to adjust that this was my mother going through what she was going through. And it was hard. I cried a lot. I prayed, of course, all the time to give me the strength to do what I had to do to help her and to get an understanding of what she was even going through, you know? So she, she had, did she have more than one stroke? That's what they said. I mean, and I think that time frame when she fell and then the fact that she had fallen the week before, which I didn't know about that at first, when she said she hit her head. And then I probably, when she had that Bell's palsy, maybe that still was on her for many years ago, you know, but it was, be, and I think the three conditions when she was at the hospital before going to the facility, he said it was her um, cholesterol, in a couple other areas that were very high. Plus she was about 205, I think at that time, she was overweight. And, but also in addition to that, she also had a hip problem because again, some years ago, my mom um, was in a little accident where she said she was in her car and she was just at a light and somebody hit her from behind. But she never did really address it because she could still walk even at that time. But I think because she never really treated it or got physical therapy, her diet, and she was always doing her thing. She didn't think anything of it. Then her age, she's getting older. Um, my mother, you know, she tried to eat right, but did she like her crap too? you know, fried chicken and, you know, all that stuff. So she had a mixture of stuff going on. And she got to the point, you know, prior to all this happening, she was on, on a walker. No, she would use a cane a lot. And then it went to a walker. And at the time, because she's a veteran, she would go get most of her treatment at the VA. And they told her, well, if you lose some of this weight, um, we can do a hip surgery. But then she kind of had an issue with that because, and I understand in a way, but still she should have did it. Um, she didn't have confidence in the doctors or the nurse practitioner mostly that she had at the time because the nurse practitioner was always giving her a runaround. So she didn't press it. She just kept doing her thing, which she was doing. And so basically when the stroke happened, um, and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, maybe she'd get her hip fixed. But now I understand more at that time because I talked to Auntie Vanessa and she understood, you know, she told me, she said, well, it's like this. And it made so much sense to me. She said, in relation to my mom, because they never... When I tried to get, like the first time when I made an appointment for my mom to see, a, I guess it was an orthopedic doctor for her hip, they just kind of recommended that, you know, especially with the stroke and she wasn't responding to the physical therapy anyway. She said, it's like putting a new engine in a car and losing the keys. 
it just wasn't going to work. And it made a lot of sense. You know, you can have a new engine, but if you can't use your key to start it, what's the the point of having a new engine? Right. Exactly. So, because even if she had gotten a hip surgery, the fact that she still wasn't responding to the treatment or the care. So, um, you know, so that's... So what what about, um, like, insurance-wise, her things at her house and... What what did you have to do with all of that? Yeah, um, well, she had her apartment, which was a nice little place in the area. It was like a building they used for seniors. And um, nice one-bedroom apartment. And at the time, because she was a VA, she was in a program that would, I guess, pay most of her rent. Mm-hmm. And she just pay a small portion. But see, their rules were she had to be in it. So if she didn't return within 90 days, I think it was, when all this was going on, I had to basically pack up her stuff. And now all her stuff is in my garage because that was their policy. She had to be living there. And they understood because I always kept them in communication. But they said, if she can't be back in the unit within this time frame, you got to move her stuff out. And that's exactly what we did. Packed up her stuff. And I didn't want to put it in storage because that was just another bill. Another bill. I had space yeah. in my garage and that's where her stuff has been. So it's with me. That's what so happened. So what, um, since the pandemic, I know you had um, told us as a family, um, they wasn't allowing you to go in to um, actually physically see her. So what was that like for you and the family to not be able to go see her while she's, you know, in this nursing home? Well, um, yeah, when the pandemic first started, they were, um, they canceled all visits. No, you couldn't do anything. Um, Later on though, but that was hard because I was so used to maybe not every day when I did it in the beginning for a while visiting her, but I was still used to going over there to see her. Plus, you know, nobody else was really going to see my mom too much, you know, and um, she might have had a few people that showed up over time, but mostly it was me or, and then of course, sometimes I would take the kids so she could see them. Jasmine would go to when she wasn't busy. But um, in the beginning, yeah, they stopped all the visits. Now, uh, sometime after that, they did allow like window visits. But see, I don't do that a lot. And then they do these lobby visits now, but they have this plastic wall between you and that person, your your family, and you can't touch them. I can't hold, hug her. I can't kiss her. I can't do anything. And then there was a time I used to could take cook food. Like I would prepare a meal at home and take her some food. They stopped that. They said, you can't bring cooked food. I could take snacks like chips or popcorn or whatever or other things, but not food. You know, and, you know, the food in those places are really lousy, <laughs> you know, but she eats it anyway. Um, but, uh. But I don't really request to see her a lot that way because she's always in pain. 
you know, from her hip. Her leg is actually, because she had the stroke, I think, on the right side of her brain. So that means the left Everything side, on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. was off. I mean, she could move her hands a little bit, but she does this a lot to try to move it. And it, it's been hard seeing when I used to come visit her more often. It was hard because it just, again, it just didn't seem like my mother. He, mother, she was yeah. And, and that, that's... um. I think I had posted not too long ago. Um, when you have seen your parents in a certain light, like I said before, we even got into the story. It's hard to see them not in their super state. Like it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, I remember even when my dad standing, swimming, moving around like nothing till brittle my dad had the uh the nicest nails for a dude like the <laughs> nicest nails um his skin tone to it went from he was already dark to he was almost purple to his nails being frail to he had no nails at all till no longer standing on his own to a wheelchair to laying on his back and you know i'm like this ain't my superman like who is this this is not you know you almost see a shell of them even though it's like okay i remember my mom said his will to live was seeing his grandkids and i'm sure that's the same thing with your mom to be able to see see your grandchildren and you want to live for them um, and because I never had the opportunity to have grandfathers, I wanted to one day be able to say, baby, you know, this is your granddad. And, um, I love the fact that Omari was old enough to understand his granddad. Amira was younger, but she still understood who granddad was. And so for you, you know what I'm saying? Now, Jasmine is grown. You have the other ones um, now to be able to understand um, the history that's laying in this bed. Your your mother has always, she was adamant on me. I don't know about uh, any of the other cousins, but she was very adamant on me, on my potential. She will call me like, what are you doing? You supposed to be. And I'd be like, but auntie. And she's like, no, you're you're basically living beneath what, what your potential is. And right. who we are as the Johnson family, we have doctors, we have all of this in our family. There's no reason why you shouldn't be at a certain level, especially educational wise. And so I thought she was a pest then. But I understand it now as a grown-up, all she was trying <laughs> to do was push me to my greatness. And now that I'm not able to see her or hear her voice or, you know, like we did the Zoom call for her birthday, that was awesome to um, see her and everybody else, you know, wish her a happy birthday. Um, Cousin Larry has said something a couple of weeks ago. Don't let our heritage go to the grave 
Right. And um, your mom was definitely someone who has history, who holds a lot of history um, in the family with her being one of the oldest. Um, And like I said, with you, I'm always praying for you. I'm always um, talking. We don't talk as much because we both so busy, but we still take the time out to, hey, sis, what's going on? I just wanted to hear your voice. I just wanted to um, let you know that you're doing it. It might be overwhelming at times because you are the only one. Everyone else is here in Michigan. Or, you know, and you're the only one in California. Um, I remember also, she has mentioned my Auntie Vanessa and my Auntie Makita. Those were the two aunties um, and Auntie Chris were um, the ones we were really, really close to growing up as um, young women. Um, And I remember Auntie Vanessa told me something what told us because we were so much, you know, um, come over there on the weekends and it was girls night. It was, let me talk to you about the birds and the bees. I still don't understand that to this day, but however, right. <laughs> I'm like, how do the bird in the, I don't get bees. it, but how it, I know the concept, but I, I read late, not too long ago, I read why they call the birds and bees. And I said, I will not ever tell my children the birds and the bees story ever. I'm going to tell it like it is and not the way they Because that was (laughs) there's a whole nother concept. So That's right. There's a whole nother concept. Auntie Vanessa told us as young women how to be women later on in life. That we had to be strong women and not depend on a man. Let me say that one more time. (laughs) My aunties were the ones that pushed us and told us as young girls that you will not be the ones, not for some, if that's the case, if you got to be on it for a minute, but that's not your, your, your portion. You will not be on a, just sitting there having 50 million kids And this is what you're doing. No, you will finish school. You will be top of your class. You will, even when the time comes, if you decide you're going to date, if you're going to get married, have your own stuff. Because if he decides to get up and leave you, you are able to take care of yourself. Amen. True. Let me say that one more time. You will be (laughs) able to take care of yourself and not knowing at the time those situations happened and we were there in the house. We actually once told her what was going on. I was like, Nita, should we tell what we should? Right. I know we need to tell her. And from that point, my auntie Vanessa, I have to give her her kudos she has been a cop. A, she was a Detroit cop. Yes. She was a foot doctor. She was a professor. She is still a professor. She was a first lady. 
in the church. Uh, what other profession was she? Like, golly, how you have all these professions? Hey, she, she, she just, she was doing it. She works hard. She, you know, and have a beautiful family. Her daughters, the grandkids, her son-in-law. She's just amazing and wisdom wise. Wise, very, very much so. Like I said, she taught us as young girls. I think I might have been 10, 11, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then she taught us even about um she's the first person that I knew what sex education was. I didn't learn that from school. I learned it from her. She actually sat us down while she was uh giving birth to her children. She showed us the video. <laughs> I said, what in the world? Like she showed the whole thing like who does this i was like well you gotta learn somehow somewhere so it was her (laughs) she took upon herself like i said this was my my home away from home um she showed us she told us she trained us in the way she knew how and this is how we are today so even to our aunties Even to our own mothers, we came from a strong background. Our uncles are strong men. Mm -hmm. Strong men that work hard, who stay in their professions, retired, went back and retired again. And they believe in taking care of their families. So for Trinita, her being strong for her mother who was not strong enough for herself this is why i'm saying this you had to have training to do this this is not for the weak in heart at all everybody can't mm-hmm. do this they would rather some people pay somebody else to take care of their loved one some things yes we we need help even in my daddy i needed help but i was still there just like Trinita is, even when she has her own family. Still, I believe if the Bible say, you know, you take care of your parents and respect them and all that good stuff, you that gives you long life, right? Amen. True. Yep. Very true. Amen. Again, in everything, we didn't see this coming. She didn't ask for this. Her mama didn't ask for this. This woman got a PhD, doctor, and everything. A veteran. Woman who was an entrepreneur over and over again. Had rooms full of books. Probably talk you under the table about any, any subject. I don't think it was too many things she didn't know nothing about. True. She's very educated. Very. Very stuff. Yep, she knew her stuff. So, Trinita is now walking and doing what needs to be done, not only for her mom, but for her own self. Even if it has to go down to the simple Calgon, take me away for all those who don't know what that is. It's bubble bath stuff, okay? <laughs> and I do that a lot. <laughs> Listen, I live sometimes you gotta steal away, 
close the door, put you some mood music on, get you some candles. If you got some little strawberries to yourself, whatever, take a bath, breathe, and start it all over again. And that's what I do every day. Get a glass of wine, so be it. That part sometimes. Right there. Girl, you read me all over, girl. I'm just saying. You sometimes you got to step by step. You know, it's it's, but you know, it's what I do. It's what I have to do. And like I say, like you say, we come from a strong family. Uncles, the, our aunts, everybody, grandma, everybody, and um, you know, of course, God is always first. But I know the family is is what give because of them and her and mom and aunts and everybody is what gives me strength to say well they didn't have it easy i know my mom didn't have it easy none of them had it i did not know even with um cousin larry was telling me at their time so that means auntie had to deal with like civil rights and things of that nature I did not know until I started asking questions that they were there. They were present. They had a part in it. And I was like, again, we cannot allow our heritage, our background to go to the grave without us getting what we need for this generation. What we have to say, the education that we get not just on book wise, but the experience that we had during, you know, our family's ordeals. Like, this is why you're on the show. This is why you're here. Like, get your house in order just in case if something happens. Like, I had to tell my mom, like, seriously, you're not going to live forever. Um, Have we talked about a living will? Have we talked about all of these things? Where is it? So if something does happen to you, Things are already in order. Things are already in order. I don't have to tear up the whole house looking for insurance papers or all of this crazy stuff. No, someone knows. Like tomorrow, anything could happen. Not just to my mom, but my siblings too. Exactly. It can happen to anybody at any point. And that's kind of like, you know, what you know even though i'm working and a couple things i'm doing there but also transitioning like i say we talked about it before real brief is being where i'm at and as a financial consultant is educating people about all of that especially with what you're talking about about right you know all the different aspects of it and i'm excited because you know it's not only something that's helping me and my family of what I'm learning and trying to do and build, but also where I can help other people with the same stuff. You know, it's just about bringing awareness and education in your situation. And what I like about what I'm doing, it's free. You know, it's free. You know, you just, we share some information and, you know, if, if a person finds value, cause that's really what it's about seeing how value, which it really is. Um, then we can take it to the next level, you know, if that's what it is. But again, like you say, being prepared, you know, if you prepared, 
then you don't have to get prepared, you know, because you already have everything in place, which is something that I'm able to help people do. So if anybody, you know, that's watching, have questions or whatever, they can go to you, you bring them to me and we can. And then what I love about, even though it's a sad time because we are in COVID, um, but everything we do is through Zoom now. So you don't even have to be in a person's house to, mm-hmm. to share what I can share with people and helping people. Simple as that, you know? Yeah. If they don't take anything else from this conversation is like she said, be prepared on all, on every area. Um, and they said that the people perish because of lack of knowledge. And I'm in a place now that I'm trying to get all the knowledge that I can. So when that time do come, if I have to cross that bridge, I'm already good. I'm already understanding I'm ahead of the game. And a lot of stuff, like you said, with the pandemic, a lot of people passed away, didn't have insurance. And it it was, yeah, it it was sad to hear so many people didn't have insurance, didn't have um, death, burial, any of that. And so we want to make sure that you are prepared because, um, again, we're not going to live forever. And everything, you should not be passing on debt to your family. Yep. Mm, can so, help with that, too. It's a whole lot I can help with. Just So, again... Um, if you need help with financial freedom, finding out about insurance, um, whether it's health benefits, whether it's any of those things, she can help you with that. So her Facebook um, page is Trinita Heaven Jackson, right? Yes. Yes. My whole um, name. She will be at a later time um, giving advertisement on here so you guys can get in touch with her. But I urge you, if you don't hear anything else from me on this day, please get your house in order on every level. It's very important. Don't get caught out here not having your um, your business in order. Just like ants prepare at a certain time when they know winter is about to come, they're already storing up. So be like them. If you got to be like the squirrels and put up, you know, all this like little money at a time, learn how to save all of those things. And I have actually sat down and talked with uh, even her mentor. Um, and I'm interested. There's some things I thought I knew and I didn't even into the point of, um, debt, getting rid of all of that. Um, and like she said, it's for free. Who, who can be free? Yeah, literally. I mean, we don't charge and, and then it's helping you prepare better for what you need because all that stuff is important. And like I tell people, it doesn't matter your profession. It doesn't matter what job you have. It really doesn't matter. We work with everybody from the single mom who barely making it to the middleman to the upper man. We, everybody. No, you know, we help everybody. So the kids, you just have to have a desire and want to make a change and especially and we and this comes up a lot especially the african the black community we're the least that take this stuff and i mean they're not saying everybody some people do but there's a lot of us that are way behind and 
is really about, like she said, getting your house in order, creating something different. I mean, think about your children. I mean, what do you want to teach them besides, you know, what they learning in school and certain things at home? But a lot of this, the education of these type of things are just not learned. And then each generation is constantly struggling, starting over. Why? Let's learn to be a people to do what we do to create a legacy. <laughs> to pack. That's what other groups are doing. They don't struggle as much as our people do. So we need to get on board and do this and work this together. And of course, it's everybody that we can work with. But I'm saying, especially the Black community, we need to be putting ourselves in a better position as Camille right. was sharing, to be ahead of the game instead of, you know, because life is going to come at you anyway. Life is going to beat you down anyway. But I'm the type of person, okay, life is life. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving. Let's do what needs to be done. So, you know, we got work to do. And I'm here to help where I can. I don't know if I'm supposed to say praise the Lord or amen. Which one? <laughs> say whatever's in your heart, dear. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah. I am so glad and I'm so um, happy again that my last conversation for today out next to my husband later um right. is <laughs> with my sister who had took the time out on a saturday to come and have a conversation with us tell us um what we need to hear and then even in encouragement even in the things that she's dealing with right now she still got a smile on her face she's still you know doing what needs to be done so like i said when i have people on here i'm giving their flowers while they're still living and I am so proud. I'm godly proud of you, of the woman you have become in front of me. Um, so I have not only aunties and uncles, I have cousins that um, are doing it big out here. That's right. We got to work, got to do our part. And, um, you know, my thing is this, the last few words I just want to say is that, you know, again, no matter what you're going through, as much as possible and not to say you won't have a bad day because everybody has a bad day but always try to stay positive always look at the better outcome you know that's where I try to focus and that's what keeps me going that no matter what I'm going through hey I'm still working on a lot of things too but it's possible everything is possible you just have to work at it and eventually it'll become a part of you, you know, to be who you become and um, and just stay strong, you know, just push yourself, do what you got to do, get it done, <laughs> you know, get it done. Yeah, and don't get stuck. Uh, like you, don't get stuck. Have, you have circle, you have people around you that even when you're in your low moments will be able to, you know, pick you up and um, I'll look at it now, like I said, I have people um, in my circle, people at my job, people at my church, you know, people that I'm on Facebook with that encourage me, they can put a quote out and that does something to me. And so it's like, I can't stop because people are watching people, 
you know, they might get encouraged about what I'm doing. Who else? I didn't know I was going to be here. However, now that I'm here, it's my job um, as a six degrees of separation, as the person to be able to connect you to someone else that this is the help you were looking for. This is the help the person I need to hook up to. Here it is. Uh, get the caboose in. Connect with Trinita, connect with Carmen, connect with Nikki, connect with all these people that I have been on with since this show has started. Um, You came across the YouTube, you came across the Facebook Live, you heard it on the radio, whatever the case may be. There is somebody out here that will be able to help you to the place where you need to be. And all you have to do is either reach out, call, reach out, text, reach out. Um, grab hold to them, talk to them, inbox them, whatever you have to do to get to the next level. This is why this is um, this this show is important. That I'm not just saying these things just to be saying them. I'm not just bringing these people on just to be bringing them on. This is not for me. This for you. So for all those who need the financial help, who needs the um, education or insurance and Whatever area she has the answers, please contact her on Facebook. Um, inbox her again. Her Facebook is Trinita Heaven Jackson. Inbox her, talk to her. She will connect you to the place, the person you need to talk to to be able to move forward. And even in that, like I said, this might be a help and encouragement to you if you're in the same situation that she's in that, you know, taking care of a loved one, especially during this pandemic. Be encouraged people today, if I can't say anything else. So thank you, Trinita, for um, taking the time out to talk to me today. Well, not just me, talk to the world today. And um, I thank love you. I love you. I love you so much. And I mm, love you too, girl. <laughs> girl. Don't have me on here crying now. <clears throat> So anyway, my cousin is so beautiful. I love her dearly. She come from good stock. I'm like I'm. <laughs> and you too, girl. Love you. You come from the same stock. I, I do. know, right? <laughs> so we we good. We came from some good absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So I will talk to you soon, my love. Love you, girl. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>